Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Hey, what's up, Revolution Church? Happy Easter. We're so glad you decided to worship with us today. I believe we're going to have a great time together. You know, the vision of our church, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, is to discover God's unchanging love. We are on this journey where we are discovering the amazing love that God has for us. We change, but God never changes, and His love never changes for us. And when we discover that, and when we find out about that, our whole life can change. And I pray that that's what happens here today if you're joining us for the first time. So we're just so grateful to be ministering this word today on this historic Easter Sunday. Hey, listen, you know, as we celebrate the resurrection, as we celebrate what happened to Jesus, I want you just to join your faith with me today. We're going to pray and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to bring out some things today that help us live a better life and to obtain some things and maybe walk in some things that maybe we've let go of, all right? And I just believe that as you join your heart with me, and we do this together, we're going to discover some amazing things about Jesus. So, Father, I just thank you and I praise you for those who are listening. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you help me right this second to minister this word. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, we are discovering God's unchanging love today. All right, so crowds are following Jesus. I mean, thousands of people are following him. No Facebook, no cell phones. No, there is nothing that is causing the, uh, you know, the things that we use today to draw people. The only thing that's drawing people is the power that was on his life, the, the amazing presence of God that he carried, and thousands of people just followed him. Miracles, healings. Religious leaders hated him because he was emptying out their churches. And Jesus was holding church on the hillside with thousands of people. He was feeding them. He was healing them. In fact, right here towards the end of his ministry, the most amazing thing happens. Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. I mean, and this miracle is spreading throughout the countryside. And they're saying, who is this Jesus? Is he who he really says he is? He is claiming to be the Messiah. He is claiming to be the one that the, that the prophets of old talked about. The religious leaders hated him, but the people loved him. Thousands of people followed him. And then he makes this claim towards the end of his ministry. He says he's going to die. But in three days, God is going to raise him up, which is where we get the resurrection, where we celebrate Resurrection Day, all right? So I want you to, to, to be a believer in that day. You're walking with Jesus. You're on the hillsides. You're experiencing the breakthroughs. You're experiencing the miracles. And, and you believe. You want to believe. And you hear him make this claim that he's going to die. And yet he's going to be raised from the dead. I mean, imagine the, the, the awesomeness of this claim, all right? And then you watch Jesus get arrested, and you're just like, oh, it wasn't supposed to go this way. Now your hope is starting to get messed with, all right? And not only is he being arrested, but he's actually now being sentenced to death. And not just any death, 
but a cruel death. I mean, crucifixion. Um, so imagine you're, you're one of those believers in that day. You put your hope in what Jesus is saying. He's the Messiah. And now you really have to believe, but he said he's going to be raised from the dead. And you're watching this, this miserable trial, this miserable crucifixion. Get the picture here, okay? So Jesus dies, and they put him in a tomb, all right? Imagine you're that believer now. He's dead. And we're going to pick up reading here in Matthew chapter 27. I want you to get your Bibles out. I want you to read along with me because I believe you're going to see some things. And I believe Jesus is going to speak to us today. He's going to restore some hope. He's going to restore some, 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 some things to our life that maybe is missing. All right. Look what it says here in Matthew chapter 27, verse 62. Come on, follow along with me. The next day, this is one day after Jesus has been in the tomb. And one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. If you remember the story, it was the chief priests and the Pharisees that came against Jesus and had him convicted, falsely accused, and convicted to die. And they go to Pilate. And Pilate is, is the Roman governor at that time. So they work in partnership with Pilate to bring this crucifixion to pass. All right. Here's what they say in verse 63. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days, I will rise again. This is so interesting. These are religious people who are supposed to know the word of God, who are supposed to be leading God's people. They're calling Jesus the deceiver. After they falsely accused him, after they set up this mock and sham trial, they're calling Jesus the deceiver. Isn't this amazing? So after three days, I will rise again is the claim that Jesus makes. Verse 64. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. They're nervous. Watch this. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. I mean, these guys are so deranged. They're so caught up in their deception. They're so caught up in their lie that now they have to protect their lie. They got to make sure that this Jesus doesn't, doesn't get raised from the dead, even if it's by the hand of his disciples pulling off some sham. All right. This is amazing. Watch verse 65. Take guard, Pilate answered. Go make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. The whole region knew this was happening. The whole region knew that Jesus had died. And many believers believed the claim that Jesus was going to be raised from the dead. And they were waiting for any moment for this to happen. But that it didn't happen immediately. Here's what happened instead. A stone got rolled in front of the tomb. Then a seal placed on that, on that stone. And the seal is really important because in that day, when the Romans sealed the tomb, you could not break the seal. If you broke the seal, it was punishable by death. So people stayed away from those seals. And on top of that, they posted guards out in front of the tomb. They were going to be sure that Jesus wasn't coming out of there. So imagine you're a believer and you're believing for Jesus you're believing he's the Messiah. And, and, but now there's a stone placed in. There's a seal. There's guards. I mean, the pile on. The pile on against their hope is amazing. It's bad enough that he's dead. 
But now they just piled on obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. Come on, are you getting this? And I feel like, man, 2020, this past year, it's been just a year of pile on. You know what I'm talking about? Just things have piled on top of us. We're believing God for breakthrough. We're believing God for healing. We're believing God to come out of the pandemic, right? And it's been one pile on after another. Schools are closed, right? Variants are rising. People still not going back to work. We're still not back at 100% capacity. Come on, hope is being crushed. We want to believe, but there's a pile on and a pile on. And that's what happened here. Just stuff piled on. But here's the deal. Here's what I want you to know. This is absolutely amazing. The pile on could not hold Jesus back. The deceivers, the people who spoke against the esteemed religious leaders who came against Jesus couldn't hold Jesus back. The stone that was there could not hold Jesus back. The seal could not hold Jesus back. The guard that was posted there could not hold Jesus back. Come on, somebody. Jesus was bigger than all of that. And Jesus is big in your life. Jesus wants to do great things in your life. If you're feeling like things have been piled on you, I'm telling you, if you'll let him today, Jesus will break through all of those things in your life. Do you believe it today? Do you believe that God wants to do great things in your life? Here's the reason why. Here's the reason why the stone, the seal, the guard, the deception couldn't keep Jesus back. Here's why. Because he is the truth. The Bible says that he is the truth, the way and the life. And here's what I want you to get today. All of those obstacles, the stone, the seal, the guard, the deception of the religious leaders could not hold truth back. Truth had to come out of the grave that day. Come on, somebody. Truth had to come against the deception. Truth came out of the seal. Truth came past the guard. Truth came out of the grave that day. And I believe today, if you will allow the Holy Spirit, truth will come into you and truth will start working through you today to come against anything that is standing in the middle of your breakthrough. I believe that today. Would you join your faith with me today and believe with me that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and he's going to do some amazing things in our life? Listen. You've heard, you've heard this statement, truth always has to come out. We've all experienced it. I mean, people can live a lie for, for years and years and years, but the truth is going to come out. I just read a report the other day of somebody who was a mafia leader that fled the country. He's been, he'd been on the run for years, and because of something dumb that he did, truth came out in another country that he was in. He was, he was recently apprehended. Truth always comes out. Truth had to come out of the grave that day. Come on, somebody. The stone couldn't hold back truth. The seal couldn't hold back truth. The guard couldn't hold back truth. Religious lies couldn't hold back truth. And the truth 
will not be held back in your life either if you'll embrace it and will understand what it is today. Here's the deal. I think you would agree with me. Everyone is looking for truth. I don't think we've ever lived in a time period where there's been so much confusion. Confusion about marriage, confusion about gender, confusion about politics, confusion about money, confusion about careers. There's such confusion in the world. Here's the reason why I believe, because everybody's looking for truth. We all are. Come on, stop and think about it. Everyone is looking for truth. Even Pilate. Even Pilate in the Word of God, there at the trial, he was looking for truth too. Because you know what? And when he confronted Jesus, and Jesus and him were, ha were having a conversation, Pilate looks at Jesus and he asks him this question, what is truth? Now get this picture. Pilate, the Roman governor, he is standing in front of Jesus and asks Jesus this question, what is truth? Truth. Friends, truth was staring right at him. Truth was standing right in front of him, and he couldn't see it. I wonder, I wonder if, if that's what's happening in the world today. I wonder if that's what's happening in media. I wonder if it's happening in social sectors. Truth is standing right in front of us, but we can't see it, or we can't hear it. Why? Why is it happening today? I just believe that everybody is on a quest for truth. And here's, I think, the greater reason. I think everybody has their own idea of what truth is. All right? Listen to this. Listen to this. I did a little study here. Listen to this. I think you find this interesting. All right? Webster's 1828 Dictionary says this about truth. Truth is the conformity to fact or reality. Exact accordance with that which is, or has been, or shall be. I don't even know what that means, okay? But you know what? People are looking for truth. And so they might go and read this. Is that truth? Look what Aristotle says. You're going to love this one. All right. Aristotle says, to say of what is that it is not, or of what is not that it is, is false. While to say of what is that it is and of what is not that it is not is true. Now, someone put it in the chat. Can you make sense of what I just said? Okay. Here's my definition of it, right? I just think he's just saying it is what it is. Come on, somebody. I-I-W-I-I. -I -I. It is what it is. All right. But it's not truth. Is that a version of somebody's truth? Gandhi said this, the truth is completely to realize oneself and one's destiny that is to become perfect. He's saying truth is looking at you. Man, is it, is, is it wonder why we're, there's so much confusion? Everybody's looking at themselves, right? Wikipedia says this, what is true for you is true for you, and what is true for me is true for me. That really is where our society is today, you guys. Everybody has their own version of truth. And Pierce Morgan said this just recently. He said, the truth can be whatever some decides it is. 
It's no wonder our society is confused. It's no wonder society is looking for some kind of standards. Society is looking for something to lean on, something to hold on to. Listen, when you find a truth, truth can be like that stick and you wrap yourselves around it and you hold on to it like you're in a storm, right? But you hear these stories of people who, who were in tornadoes, right? And they survived them because they held on for dear life. That's a picture of truth. Without that thing you're holding on to, they're blown away. And I just believe God. I believe God today. And I believe in the world, not just here at Revolution. God wants us to walk in truth. God wants us to come out of confusion. God wants us to come out of the dark. God wants us to come out of being tossed to and fro. God, I believe today, wants us to find that sure footing of truth. All right? So let me suggest this to you. I do not believe truth is what somebody just decides it is arbitrarily. I believe the whole world is in the chaos it is today because they believe this. But I believe the biblical version of truth. Are you ready? The biblical version of truth is found in Jesus Christ. And it's when Jesus said that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. This is the version of truth that I am suggesting to you today. I believe that if we get a hold of this truth, if we understand what Jesus meant when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, we're going to come out of confusion. We're going to come out of whatever is holding us back. The way Jesus came out of the grave is the way we can come out of whatever obstacle, whatever situation is holding us back. I believe truth is the thing that can push us out of it. Truth really matters. Truth matters because you know what? You can't build your life on a lie. It's impossible. You can get away with it for a little while, but you can't build your life on a lie. Think about this. Think about if, 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 there, if two people had business partners. One partner was honest, but while the other partner was stealing. Can that business succeed? You can't build a business partnership with a relationship like that. What about a marriage? What about if one person is really living faithful and they're, and they're, and they're, and they're living whole in that relationship, but the other one has is, 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 is got a side hustle, all right? And the other one wants to have multiple partners. Can that, can that marriage really become what it's supposed to become? Listen, the world would say, yeah. The world would say, well, what's wrong with that? But I'm telling you, if you really want to experience the relationship of marriage the way God has ordained it, then you need the truth, not the lie, not culture's lie, all right? So you can't build a successful relationship on a lie. You can't build anything on a lie, right? That's why truth really matters. So today, I hope you hear in my heart, I'd like to offer you the biblical version of truth today. And it might step on a few toes, and I don't mean to step on a few toes, because I just believe the whole world is crying out for truth. I believe believers in Jesus 
are actually crying out for truth. I believe people that are not believers in Jesus are also looking for truth as well. So important that we understand the biblical version of truth. And here's the reason why I think it's so important. The biblical version of truth was never designed to control us. It was never designed to hold us back. It was never designed to manipulate us. Oh, quite the contrary. The biblical version of truth is supposed to make you the best you that you're supposed to be. The biblical version of truth is supposed to make you free. The biblical version of truth is supposed to help you to be everything that God has designed you to be. That's the biblical version of truth, which is the reason why I think it is so important to understand. All right, so come on, read a few scriptures with me. I want you to see this. John chapter 14 and verse 6. We've already said this. This is where truth begins. Truth begins right here. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is where truth begins. Then he says something else in John chapter 17. A little bit later, he says this. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Can you see the connection? Jesus is the truth. Then he says, God's word is the truth. And when you marry Jesus and God's word, this is the biblical expression of truth that I hope you get today. Jesus is the truth and the word of God is the truth. And when you put the two of these together, I want you to see the result. Look at this. The result is found here in John chapter 8, 32. Fasten your seatbelts, because this is a powerful scripture. Jesus said to those Jews who believed him in verse 32, If you abide in my word, which we just said is truth, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It doesn't say the truth is going to take something from you. It doesn't say the truth is going to cause you to live less of yourself than you're supposed to be. It doesn't say the truth is going to take something from you. It doesn't say the truth is going to rob you. It says the truth is going to make you free. The truth is going to open your eyes. The truth is going to open your heart to receive and become all that God has called you to be. The goal of biblical truth is to be free, not bound. The goal of biblical truth is to be everything that God has called you to be. Come on, somebody, get a hold of this. It's liberating when you find out about the truth. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been falsely accused and and you carried the pain of that, that accusation. You know you were innocent. You know you didn't do the things that people accused you of, right? In high school, I was accused of trying to steal somebody's girlfriend. It was in our friend group. And it was such a lie. It, it wasn't the case. And so, and I just, I remember the turmoil that created in our friend group. The, 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 the gossip and the dissension. It, and it moved on to our, the teams that I played on. It was horrible. And it was all because somebody started a lie against me. And I just held firm. I knew that I, I didn't uh, do that. I knew that I wasn't guilty of that behavior. It wasn't my style to do that, right? 
But somebody had it in for me in this false accusation. And I will never forget being at a party one night where the person who started this false accusation had a little bit too much truth serum. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Come on, don't get religious on me. You know what I'm talking about. Back in the day, right? All right, a little too, too much truth serum came out of this individual to admit that they lied about the whole thing and completely cleared me of all the accusations. It felt great to be free. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? It feels good to be free. It feels good to, to be free of those accusations, you guys. That's what truth does. It frees us. It liberates us. When Jesus looked at the adulterous woman and he said, where are your condemners? Jesus, the woman looked around and said, they're gone. And Jesus said, well, I'm not condemning you either. Go and sin no more. You guys, she was set free. Truth. We just said Jesus is true. Truth looked at her and said, you're free. I'm not condemning you. Imagine being there in that position. You are free of that accusation. That's what truth is supposed to do. It's supposed to liberate us. It's supposed to free us. Listen, the stone couldn't hold back truth. The seal couldn't hold back truth. The guard couldn't hold back truth. Deception couldn't even hold back truth. Truth came out that day when Jesus was resurrected from the dead. And truth wants to guide us and lead us, protect us, show us the way. Come on, are you all with me here today, somebody? I just believe God is going to do some amazing things. There's some truth that I believe we need to get a hold of today. Truth that will make us free. Again, not to put you in bondage, but to help you be free. How about this truth? This truth right here. My God will supply all of your need according to Christ Jesus, according to his riches. Come on, somebody. Isn't that awesome? That's truth. Listen, I'm all for stimulus checks. Thank God for them. I'm all for the employer. I'm all, I'm all for you know the government help. I'm all for all of those things. But listen, when that stuff runs out, what is the truth? The truth is that my God will supply. Come on, are you with me? Which is the reason why. Man, I wasn't going to say this, but I just have to say this now. That's the reason why. The truth is, if you want God to be your supplier, then you've got to embrace what it means to tithe. You have to embrace that truth. And I think what happens a lot of times is people want to brush over that truth. And then they don't walk. In the freedom and in the victory, tithing is not supposed to control you. Tithing is supposed to make you free. Come on. Truth makes us free. It doesn't control us. It doesn't manipulate us. Here's another truth. You have an assignment. There's a plan. God has a plan for your life. I don't care what station you're in right now. I don't care what mess you might think you're in. In the middle of your mess, God still has a plan for you. Why? Because he loves you. He created you. He knows you better than you know yourself. And God doesn't make any junk. That's the truth. 
But the lie, the lie is that we think we could just abort babies. It's such a lie. That comes against the truth. Why would we abort something that God has created? Why would we abort those plans? Why would we abort those future leaders, those future ministers, those future pastors, those future moms, those future dads? Why would we abort? See, the truth is that God loves you. God created you for a purpose. But we have allowed lies. We have allowed voices to come against the truth. The truth is meant to liberate us and to set us free. God created you. The Bible says, this is the truth. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God created you. Created your personality. He created your stature. He created everything about you. The scripture says he knew you even before you were in the womb of your parents or your mother. Not parents, your mother. He says he knew you. He's not confused about your personality. He's not confused about your stature. And he's certainly not confused about your gender. The world is confused about the gender, but God's not confused about the gender. I'm telling you, the truth is that God made you just the way you are. Hold on to that truth. This is the truth, you guys. Here's another truth. So you're dealing with a chronic sickness, and the world has given you no hope. Doctors have given you no hope. Here's the truth. The truth is that Jesus said that by his stripes, you are healed. But the doctor said that I'm going to die. I don't care what the doctor said. The truth says that by the stripes of Jesus that you're healed. The truth says himself took up your infirmities. Himself sent his word and healed you. That's the truth. Come on, let the truth liberate you. Let the truth set you free. Oh, I feel so weak right now, Pastor Dino. I feel like I have no hope. I feel like all hope is gone. I don't know if I even want to live to see another day. Great. That's the truth. The truth is that when we feel weak like that, that's when God is more powerful in our life. You are exactly where you need to be for God to do something great in your life. That's the truth. His power is made perfect in my weakness. Will you let the truth make you free today? Will you let the truth guide you, mold you, shape you, it's not designed to control you or to manipulate you or to rob from you or to make you live a life that's substandard. Quite the contrary. It's designed to bless you. The truth is, Jesus came to give us life and life more abundant. The truth is the thief comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. The thief comes to deceive. The thief comes to destroy marriage. The thief comes to destroy things that God made and said are good. That's the truth. You know why? You know why the devil hates marriage so much? I'll tell you why. Because when you, when you, the truth is this. The truth is when you, you and I become believers in Jesus, Jesus uses the analogy of marriage to describe what happens. You and I are the bride of Christ. Listen to this. Listen to this. What happens when a common woman 
marries a prince. What does she become? She becomes a princess. Did she do anything to earn this? No. Did she do anything to deserve this? No. What happened? She married into it. And just by way of marriage, she goes from being a common person to becoming a princess. Come on, you and I were common before we knew Jesus. We were common before we knew Christ. But when we received Christ into our life, it's like we became married to Jesus. We became children of God. That's the reason why the enemy has perverted marriage. That's the reason why he's trying to change the definition of what marriage is. That's the reason why he attacks marriage so much. He hates the analogy of Christ and the church. This is the truth. We must stand together. You and I were the bride of Christ. Marriage was designed by God, set apart and sanctified by God. God, that's the truth. We cannot let the lies try to distort that. In fact, it's the lie that will try to manipulate or try to control. But the truth is designed to make you free, to make you all that you're supposed to be. The truth is Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. The truth is Jesus came to make dead people alive. Jesus came to help us come out of our dead situations. Jesus came to help us come out of the confusion of culture. Jesus came to help us to come out of the confusion of a lying spirit, a deceiving spirit, like what happened there 2,000 years ago at the tomb. A deceiving spirit, a lying spirit went forth to call truth a deceiver. Friends, listen, nothing has changed. Oh, my hope for you today is that we get a hold of this, that the same way truth had to deal with deception in that day, truth will deal with deception today. The same way truth came out of the grave, truth is coming out today. The truth has to come out. Truth pushed the stone aside. Truth broke the seal. Truth went past the guards. Truth is now standing in front of you and me, saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Truth said, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world. I came into the world to save it. I came into the world to rescue it. That's what happened 2,000 years ago when truth busted out of the grave. The rescue plan began. That's the truth. The rescue plan began for you and me. It was his way of saying, I and the way, the truth, and the life. And I have come to save my people. <laughs> come on, are you guys getting this here today? I hope you hear my heart. The truth has come for you today. If you're watching for the first time and you've never heard this, the truth has come for you. Would you embrace it? Would you allow it to make you free? 
Would you allow it to help you become everything that you're supposed to be? Uh, you don't understand, Pastor. You don't know how bad I've been. Truth doesn't care about how bad you've been. I've heard so many people. Truth doesn't care about how many people you've hurt. I've made so many bad decisions. Truth doesn't care about how many bad decisions that you've made. Truth has one purpose. It's to make you free. It has one purpose today. For you to say to yourself, I'm going to leave these bad decisions, stones. I'm going to leave these bad choices, the seal. I'm going to leave all the people that I've hurt, the guard. And I'm going to embrace truth today. That's what God has for you today. Would you just embrace it? Truth is knocking at your door. <laughs> truth is saying, I love you. Truth is saying, even though you've spoken evil about me, I still love you. Truth is saying, even though you mocked me, I still love you. That's truth. That's liberating. That's freeing. This is what Jesus is offering today. If you're watching and you've never surrendered your life to this truth, I invite you to do so. I invite you to put your faith in Jesus, who is truth. Let him liberate you. Let him free you. Let him help you to be everything that you have been called to be. That's his plan for your life. We can do this right now if you're watching. You've never surrendered your life to Jesus. We do it right now by praying this simple prayer. Just pray it along with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as truth into my life. Save me. I believe you are the Son of God. I receive you as my Savior. Amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.